0: Good morning, church. It is uh, good to see all of you. And this morning, I want to share some things with you. But first of all, let's take some time to pray, and then we'll open up the Word of God. Father, as we come before you, we say thank you for your grace and goodness to us. Thank you for the love that sent your Son here to die for us. And Lord, allow us today to hear the word of the Lord in such a way that it touches our heart so that we might go forth and be that light and life to somebody else in the following days, following weeks, or year. And we say thank you for the opportunity to gather in this way. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Now, on the screen you're going to see several memes that Pastor Meldon has used in the last year. Now, as you look at those different memes, um, you're gonna understand some of them are political, some of them are about 2020 in general, and some of them are just plain fun whether you have 2020 on them or not. The thing is, is as we look back at 2020, we know that there were some horrible things that went on. And as we do this, we also realize there are some wonderful things We had baptisms down at the park. We had blessings of babies being born. And you know what? We had some heartache. We said goodbye to Carol and Sandy. These are things that are really, really tough. But we also see a big picture where the Lord is at work in and around our congregation. And you know what? The Lord is at work in your neighbors and your co-workers as well. So what we want to look at today is how do we see the hope for the future? Now, you can see the sermon title is Christ in Us, Hope for the Future. But the thing is, is how do we see this in a bigger picture? Now, I'm going to tell you that 2020, as bad as some of you think it was for you, 2017 was that year for me. 2017 was the year of overdoses in and around the gospel mission, the downtown, the street people. On paper, our staff had over 260 lives that were saved. Off of paper, we had closer to 400 lives that were saved. And what our staff didn't realize, what our administration didn't realize was that being a hero day after day takes a toll on your spirit, on your physical body, on your emotions, even on your family. Because you come home all pumped up with adrenaline, and you still have to relax and be you in front of your family. And it began to take its toll. Miraculously, February 2018, overdoses had dropped to like two a week, and... We weren't doing the three and four a day that our staff had been doing beforehand. We were going to have a staff chapel, and I needed a word to take to our people, to our staff, to encourage them, to thank them, to bless them. And I believe the Lord really opened up the door for me with Joshua chapter 1. Now, there's... A whole bunch of stuff in Joshua 1, and I'm only going to look at the first three verses. So if you'd join with me, if you'd grab your Bible and read in Joshua chapter 1, the first three verses, it says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, said, The Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go over this Jordan. You and all this people into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel, every place that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I give. I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. We read those words, and there, there's a whole bunch more in here, because four times in the next few verses, Moses... Joshua is told, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and be very courageous. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Joshua is told this four times in four different ways. And as we look at this, we say, what's going on? What is this setting up? Why is Joshua being told these things? And why is he being told to be strong and courageous? There's a reason. You see, Moses is dead. I want you to really grab a hold of that fact here. Moses is not coming with a bunch of engineers behind his back, and they're going to build a bridge across the, the Jordan River, and they're going to take the army over and take Jericho and everything else. Moses is dead. Joshua, stand up and lead the people. Now let me use an illustration here. I I grew up, I'm supposedly part of that Star Trek generation, but I I never knew anything about Star Trek because it wasn't on our TV. Um, I found out later as I watched pieces of it, I don't like it. And you know what? I never understood the first movie when I saw it, so I never went and saw another one. So I I really don't like Star Trek. So to those of you that do, I'm sorry. But my illustration is is that back in 1993, uh, we got to take a bunch of kids to Youthquake at Briarcrest Bible College. And the opening night, they have this big kickoff uh, service. And part of that was a big sketch. And their sketch that year was a what would I said—a sarcastic, uh, bad mouthing of Star Trek, uh, spoofing it, uh, deadpanning it—and they sang a song in their skit sketch, and the song is based upon Dr. McCoy, Bones, on Star Trek, and almost every series of the show he had to say he's dead. He's dead, Jim. He's dead. So in the sketch, some important character passes away. And this is the song that they sang. He's dead, I said, he's dead. He's dead, he's dead, he's dead. He's dead, I said, he's dead. He's dead, he's dead, he's dead. And this went on. And they kept repeating as they put other pieces into it. And it, And to me, it was very, very funny because I don't like Star Trek, so it wasn't my favorite show, so I didn't care. But there's a piece here in this illustration that should call us back to what is happening in Joshua. Moses, my servant, is dead. 2020, in four days, is dead. Do we understand that, church? 2020 in four days is dead. What does that mean? It means that we have to quit revisiting, we have to quit hoping, we have to quit focusing on the past. Trump is not going to be president. We had elections in BC, we have a premier. We have a prime minister. COVID is a real thing. People wear masks, don't wear masks. It is part of 2020 and the culture that will show up in the years to come about 2020. Now, as I was thinking about that, I thought about Randy Travis and Garth Brooks. Uh, Both of them sang songs that were something like this, and not about death but about fighting randy travis sang a song and it was called digging up bones and it was about a family having an argument and what they would do is as soon as you thought you were losing the argument you'd go back and dig up something from 20 years ago or 10 years ago or six months ago and you would argue with the person so that you won it's not a very ethical way that you have any argument is to dig up the past and throw it on somebody. Garth Brooks wrote, we bury the hatchet. Now that's a good thing. If you've got a, somebody that you're in disagreement with, work it out. Get rid of the hatchet. Get rid of the weapons. But, his song said, we bury the hatchet, but we leave the handle sticking out. These are people that keep going back, and they're going to grab the weapon of their choice, and they're going to use it against somebody else. well, As we look at 2020, we have to make sure that we bury it behind us, that we detach anything that might be attached to us from it, because we're called to go forward. You look at the words to Joshua. Now, you and all this people, get up, go. I'm going to take you into the promised land. Get ready to labor, get ready to worship, get ready to to rejoice. Get ready to fight the spiritual battles. Get ready because you got some physical battles. Get ready to enter the promised land. Have hope for the future. That is the key. Now, here's a warning, and I think we need to pay attention to this warning. How we leave 2020 is going to have an effect on how we enter 2021. If we leave 2020 with all of our attachments still to it, here's what we're going to find out. 2021 is an ugly cousin of 2020. But if we can walk away from 2020 in a beautiful place, we can take away all of those things that are grabbing at us and trying to hold us and suck us back into 2020. We're going to find that there's a beautiful, bright 2021 out there and the sun's going to rise and it's going to set and babies are going to be born and you know what loved ones are going to pass away but there's a beautiful hope in that future of 2021 sometimes it's how are we going to enter that place you see as we look at this he says now then you and all these people get ready I'm sending you to the promised land. Be strong, be courageous. Have not I, the Lord, commanded you? Be strong, be courageous. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Think of all the attributes of God that are wrapped up in these few sentences here. We have the omnipotence of God. He's all-powerful. I am going to go before you so that you inherit the promised land. As I was with Moses, and you saw the plagues in Egypt, you saw the crossing of the Red Sea, I fed you 40 years in the wilderness, I am going to be with you. His omnipresence, as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. That brings us to our Christmas season. Emmanuel, God with us, he says, I will be with you. And his omniscience, God knew exactly what was happening. And he knew exactly what was going to happen was they entered the Jordan River and that he was going to dry it up. And he knew that they were going to cross on dry ground. He knew that they were going to go in and take over the land of Jericho and Ai. All of these pieces, God knew. You see, God is not back there hiding. He's present with us to lead. Now, I want you to watch because we're going to play a couple of short little musical clips here for those of you 30 and older you probably can recognize it as soon as you see it and hear the songs but I want you to, to to listen to the two songs because there's a difference in their message so long farewell I'll be to saying good night I hate. To go and leave this pretty side So long farewell, I'll be the same adieu Adieu, adieu to you and you and you So long farewell oh Walla be the same I'd like to stay and taste my first champagne. Yes? No. first song, so long, farewell, Auf Zane good night. I bid adieu to you and you and you. It's in some ways a very nice way to say goodbye to 2020. It's that ability to walk away and know that you're stepping into what you should be doing. But the second song, the second song, Edelweiss, as you look at that one, it's it's like it's a callback to our roots. You see, World War II happened, and Edelweiss is still on the mountains of Austria. All of the things that have happened since World War II, and Edelweiss is still on the mountains of Austria. Small and white, clean and bright, you look happy to greet me. We have a Lord that is preparing a a way for us into the wilderness of 2021. He is happy to greet you. He is one who wants to take you into his arms. He is the one who wants to lead you, to guide you. And he says, be strong and be courageous. Now, if you turn with me, I want you to turn to Micah chapter 5 and verse 4 and 5. In this portion of Scripture... Now I want you to remember. Two weeks ago, if you if you need more context on this, two weeks ago Pastor Meldon preached on this passage, and as he preached, he he brought out some some beautiful beautiful truths. Now I'm, I I was really happy because he brought out the one verse, and that was a, a piece that was going to help me build my sermon. And here's what I see here. So if you look at Ma, Micah chapter five, and verse four. And it says, he shall stand and shepherd his flocks in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of, of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. A shepherd has come. The celebration of the birth of Jesus is a wonderful, beautiful season. Do we know the exact date? No but we know the purpose. You see, we have all of these things that have happened in the past. We have all of these prophecies. On the bottom of your screen, you're going to see a whole list of uh, references. Now, that's not a comprehensive list, list at all, but as you see it, you're going to see that all of these promises, all of the prophecies, they've come to be fulfilled in Christ. Now, think about what he just said. He shall stand and shepherd his flock. In John chapter 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. He's taking that mantle on himself. And then as we read those next verses, we find out that he hears, or we hear his voice and we follow him. We find out that he is the gate. He is the protection for the sheep. We see that He lays down His life for His flock. We see that uh, He has sheep that we do not know about. Think about that. We have people of different races and cultures around the globe that we do not know. Uh, we've, We've never got to meet them face to face, and yet they are just like us. Different, but just like us. They had to see Jesus. They had to come to the foot of the cross and receive Him. But it says here in Micah it says he shall stand. This is an active present perfect verb. At the creation with Adam and Eve this verse was active perfectly present. That the Messiah will stand. Here today it's an active presently perfect verb. He is standing for you and I in our future. He is standing for you and I. And he called Moses and he called Joshua and he called so many of the Old Testament prophets and he called David and Solomon as kings and he, he called people to stand and be the shepherds of the people to lead them in a righteous manner. But he himself is our shepherd. And it says he shall stand you look at these verses in Isaiah, Isaiah 41.10, it says, fear not, I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Isaiah 26, uh, three, or can't read my notes here. Uh, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because he trusts in you. You start to look and see who God is. He is with us. He is going to sustain us. He calls us to stand, to be strong and courageous. He calls us to cross over that Jordan River, whatever that river is in your life or my life. He says, I will be with you. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. And he loves to shepherd In fact, the Scripture says, "He lives to intercede for you and I." Now, I think of these things. I think of some of the, the past messages that uh, Pastor Meldon has brought on uh, First Peter, and all of these same things seem to be participants. Now, I'd like you to turn to Ephesians chapter six. In Ephesians chapter six. In verse 10 through 18, we find out about the armor of God. Now, I'm not going to preach the rest of the sermon about the armor of God, but I want to encourage you in several different pieces here. Before the armor is even described, we see in uh, Ephesians 6, 13, and the beginning of 14, it says these things. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand all to stand firm stand therefore and then it begins the description of the pieces of armor before the armor is described he says after having done everything to stand stand firm well this takes us back to the beginning of the paragraph then verse 10 finally be strong in the lord and in the strength of His might. This sounds like a paraphrasing of Joshua 1. Be strong and courageous. And he is trying to tell us, be prepared, be strong, be courageous in the strength of the Lord. That we can walk away from 2020, it can be dead to us, so that we can go into the future. We can focus on the future. Now, What else does that mean to you and I? Well, the battle is not yours to fight. Think of it that way. We read here, "...for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over the present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places." The battle is not yours to fight. The battle is the Lord's. And the battle is not against your neighbor. It is not against the family member. It is not against your boss or your employee. It is not against politicians and bankers and lawyers. That is not the battle. Now, all of these people might do evil things. They might. At the same point, These people are people. They've been created in the image of the living God. They are there for you to pray for, to honor, to respect, to lead them, to show them Jesus Christ crucified just for them. For that we need God's armor, His protection, and we need His sword. that's what we need. Our duty, I I want you to think of some of these verses, and I want you to take them deeper as you think about them in the next few days. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says, "...see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ." Think about this. See to it that no one takes you captive like that. Empty philosophy. The world is throwing stuff at us so fast, and yet we need to be able to come back and say, who is Christ crucified, risen, and coming again? Or we look at 2 Corinthians ten three through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh, For the weapons of our warfare are not uh, not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ. We are called in putting on this armor to make sure that everything comes to obey Christ. Not that we're out there wielding the sword and wounding people, Because sometimes we wound brothers and sisters in Christ. Sometimes we hurt ourselves. Sometimes we're so misguided that we walk the wrong direction. We're here so that we can present the gospel to others. We're here to make sure that we take everything and bring it to the image of Christ. You see, the schemes of the devil are many. We're told that he comes as a roaring lion in 1 Peter 5. We're told by the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians that he comes as an angel of light. Now look at those two opposites. A roaring lion, fear. An angel of light, deception. And then somebody starts juggling. And they juggle. And now look at your community. Look at the politics of your land. All of the juggling that's going on—that's just fear or deception—begin to look at COVID in 2020. Begin to look at uh, some of the things that are happening globally. Fear. Yeah. We have fear, and then we have deception. All of these pieces are being juggled in and around. And if we focus on the fear and we focus on the deception, we miss out on Christ crucified. We miss out on making sure that we're having that stand in Christ. We're missing out on making sure that every thought is taken captive and obedient to the Lord. The schemes of the devil are many, but there is something that we're supposed to do. We're supposed to come back and focus. What can I give you for a conclusion here? First of all, can I tell you that 2020 is dead again? And we need to remember to leave it there. And it might be some other year for you. 2017 was that horrible year for me. But it might also be 1987. It might be uh, 1955. It might be uh, 2015. Whatever is holding us psychologically, physically, whatever white night we're waiting for from the past to come and say, "Uh, I forgive you, or I'm here to rescue you, those things are not going to happen. We need to detach ourselves from those because 2020 and the past is behind us. We need to look forward with hope to the future that we've been called to. We're called to be strong and courageous. And as the Lord stands to shepherd our flock, he calls us to stand to shepherd others. And he calls us to stand. After having done everything to stand, stand firm then. Now he's given you and I gifts and talents, and he's given us his word of God. And he's given us pastors and teachers and evangelists and theologians so that we can be encouraged and built up in the faith and we can take that faith to still others. He's given us the armor of God and he expects us to put it on. He's given us the sword, the word of the Lord, so that we might be able to withstand the the wiles of the devil. And he's done this so that you and I, as we step by faith into the next day, the next week, the next year, by faith, we see Jesus crucified, risen, and coming again just for us. And by faith, we become the salt and light to step into that field that is white unto harvest, that we might share the gospel accordingly. I want to leave you with a blessing. Um, those of you that know me, I'm not a singer, but this blessing is meant to be sung, so please take it from my heart and not from my voice. May the Lord, mighty God, Bless and keep you forever. Grant you peace, perfect peace, Courage in every endeavor. Lift up your eyes and see his face and his grace forever may the lord mighty god bless and keep you forever let's pray father we do come before you and we say thank you for your grace and goodness to us thank you that as you were with moses and you were with joshua You come to us as Emmanuel, God with us. You come to us by your Holy Spirit to live in our hearts and lives. And Father, you ask us to stand and be courageous for the word of the Lord. Father, my heart, my prayer, my blessing for this congregation and for the rest of the people that are the sons and daughters of the living God is that we by faith will enter into twenty twenty-one with a glorious hope of what you can do. And we say yay and amen to that in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you. And remember, you are loved.